That was RuPaul with You Better Work, Supermodel, and I think you probably guessed, we're going to talk about drag. This is Entrepreneur's Podcast. That's entre, spelled like the Spanish word for between, pre, like our prepubescent sense of humor, and nerds, like the guys around the microphone. Speaking of guys around the microphone, I'm Daniel the Retailer. And I'm Kareem the Realtor. And this is Entrepreneur's Podcast. So, Kareem, what are we talking about today? We're talking about drag. There has been a lot of drag in the news lately, and I really think drag is sort of that ultimate idea of the entrepreneurial spirit, and uh, it's amazing what they're able to do and sort of put themselves out there as performers. But we want to talk a little bit about what's going on in the news. So, what are some highlights that have uh, you seen around? So we were talking about this, the Stonewall Inn, the site of the 1969 Stonewall riots that really kicked off the gay rights, equal rights movement, was just named a national monument by uh, our president 47 years later. Now, I wanted to kind of go back and talk a little bit about Stonewall Inn. So tell me a little bit about the background and the significance of this place. So Stonewall is a tiny little dive bar in New York. Everything that had to do with being gay in uh, America in the 60s was kind of illegal. And the police often raided um, the bars and social clubs that were known to be safe places for gay and lesbian people. And so often they would run into these uh, bars and raid the place and round people up, arrest them, um, rough them up, and basically just sort of reign terror on uh, a lot of people in the community. And in 1969, it just got to a point where the people who happened to be at the Stonewall Inn uh, were fed up. And it was a, a group of mostly minority, mostly drag queens and uh, lesbians who basically rose up and said, we're not going to take it anymore and fought back against the police. And it led to uh, several nights of rioting and actually a number of the activist groups that started the gay rights, equal rights movement, came out of uh, that history from that movement. And here we are 47 years later. It's legal for everybody to get married now. And President Obama named the Stonewall Inn a national monument. Now, I looked online and I did not see the job posting for the park ranger that gets to be stationed there. But it is an active bar, so maybe there are some perks to the job. <laughs> Hey, worst case scenario, you'll probably get a free beer out of it. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but I think that when you think of, you can't talk about the history of drag without talking about Stonewall. Now, there's a lot of drag history before that, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But let's talk about some of the other highlights in terms of the other things that were in the news. Sadly, um, most of you know what happened uh, at Pulse in Orlando, which was the site of the uh, worst mass murder since 9-11. Um, that was a popular drag bar, and its queens have traveled the country raising money and awareness for those lost on that day. Other stuff that was going on, uh, Kareem... We were talking about Sia. 
Yeah, so uh, Sia, apparently her uh, insanely popular performance at Coachella included a dress that was inspired by a dress worn by a local, um, one of our local drag superstars, Nina West. Now, Nina West was, uh, if you guys are familiar, if you're familiar with our show, you can remember our uh, one of our first episodes with the green tutu. Now, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go back to episode two and uh, give it a listen. But uh, Nina West was featured in that show. Yeah, we talked about Nina because she was the host and she um, did a great job helping to rally people for the silent auction items. We It was called Drag for Pelotonia. You can find that fundraiser on Facebook still. Um, but we raised over $28,000 when you include all the matches from um, the different cycling team, Sir Pelotonia, over $28,000 to help end cancer. It was an amazing event, and we're really indebted to the drag queens that came out. I think we had 10 drag queens who... Uh, supported us, donated their time, and literally gave us all their tips um, just to be out there and performing. It was an incredible sense of community. Um, But I think that's sort of what it's about and what the community is about. You find those safe places. You find that opportunity to sort of be bigger than yourself, and that's what it means to be uh, a drag performer. I know um, in in Sia's case, she actually recognized over Twitter um, Nina as the inspiration for her dress. Last month, we also had the passing of Lady Chablis, who many of you may know was made famous in the book and movie Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. Uh, that was with John Cusack and Kevin Spacey were both in that movie. Lady Chablis, I saw perform uh, a couple times, once here in Columbus, and just one of the most sort of dynamic female impersonators that was able to sort of take over a stage Meanwhile, she was only like five foot tall and maybe 80 pounds dripping wet. So it was a very sad day hearing that she passed, but it gave us an opportunity to talk about her and the great contribution she had to the community. And recently, the Emmys were this weekend. What happened at the exactly. Emmys? Exactly. RuPaul won an Emmy for an outstanding reality show host. RuPaul's Drag Race. Is now, it- RuPaul is kind of on the other spectrum uh, from Lady Chablis, where RuPaul is actually six foot four <laughs> yeah. and probably six ten, closer to my height with heels. Oh, absolutely. I think that one of the neat things about RuPaul is that there was this sort of resurgence. I, in the 90s, remember that song, Supermodel, and how it came out, and it was such a big popular thing and larger than life. RuPaul was on all the sort of MTV shows, did a lot of um, different things, but when RuPaul came out with RuPaul's Drag Race on Logo. Uh, that What was remarkable was to see on television this whole drag competition of all these incredible performers. These are people that often sew all their own clothing, make their own wigs, do all their own makeup, and uh, put together and choreograph events better than some entertainment producers, professional entertainment producers. And ultimately, a lot of people may moonlight like this, but some people make their living as drag performers and... RuPaul's Drag Race highlights some of the best of the best and some of the worst of the worst. And what's remarkable is after eight seasons to get out of all reality show hosts in all of television to be um, recognized as the outstanding reality show host was just terrific for RuPaul. In fact, famously, RuPaul said a few weeks ago, I'd rather have an enema than an Emmy. <laughs> and then when he won, got on stage and said, thanks to the um, the Television Academy, I can now have both. <laughs> <laughs> so those are some of the things we wanted to talk about. Um, you know, in their hearts, drag queens are performers. They thrive on stage and they really uh, – 
it's amazing to see how many people sort of transform. And if you know these men outside of drag, there's also drag kings. We're not as familiar with that. But to see the performances that happen in town, we often see drag queen and drag king performances together. Uh, Axis Nightclub is uh, one of the sort of hotbeds in the Midwest of all the drag performances. There's actually one coming up that's completely sold out. Um, I think it's uh, Nina West. It's called Heels of Horror, <laughs> the Halloween one. There's uh, one in the around Christmas that's always sold out. And if you want to learn more about Nina, please feel free to check out Nina's podcast called Drag Cast. And uh, it's really great. It has lots of great um, subjects. They actually have an interview with all the drag queens from Pulse. Um, who came up, they were doing a tour to help raise money for the families and for Pulse Nightclub and stopped by and had a great conversation with Nina uh, on her podcast, Dragcast. So this is interesting to me. Let's just take, uh, kind of take a step back here for a second. So what you're saying, we're kind of looking at entrepreneurs from uh, a wider angle to where any independent performing artist is an entrepreneur in a sense. Oh, absolutely. Independence Day was this past uh, weekend, and it's a big music festival in Columbus with a lot of independent musicians. If you look on those stages, you see people like Phil Cogley, who uh, goes by the um, sort of stage performing name of the Saturday Giant. His music is all himself. He does a lot of looping on stage. He writes all of his music. He sings all of his music. He's touring nonstop all the time. If that's not a definition of a sort of bootstrapping entrepreneur, I don't know what is. Somebody who creates something out of nothing, develops a market for it, sells it like hell, and makes a living at it. If, I mean, do you know another definition for an entrepreneur? I don't think so. He was actually in, uh, he did a talk five years ago in uh, TEDx Columbus. Another artist that I really appreciate is the band leader on uh, the Late Late Show with, uh, with James Corden. Reggie Watts is another uh, so, so sort of, you know, loop musician. I, th I think that's really cool. It's, it, it really kind of Why draws is he attention. always eating a salad? You know, just there's a lot of tasty food in the world. I can't stand him. Reggie Watts? I can't stand Reggie oh, Watts. You, I think he is so full of himself. You need some education, my friend. <laughs> All I've seen him is on that show. He's he just a seems, gem. And the whole thing while he like, the the drum roll thing with his hand, it's just so obnoxious. I can't stand him. Well, you have to think everything that we watch from a network show has so many notes and it runs through so many filters. But uh, I know him from... Um, Comedy Bang Bang, which is one of the uh, one of the kind of oldest comedy podcasts that turned into a show on IFC, but um, that that is kind of a similar thing to what we're talking about today, where you can just go out and put you can put on an entire show just by yourself. You just have to think of some creative ways to kind of you know some some creative problem solving, if you will. And that really is what we really love on this show where, you know, you can just go out and make something happen. Yeah, I think that that's what we talk about when we talk about that entrepreneurial spirit. Um, one of the sort of getting back to the idea of drag performers and being business people. Great example, guys. In my mind, the drag queen is the epitome of the entrepreneur. You have to be ready for rejection. People might not like your purpose. They might not like your mission. A lot of really successful companies and entrepreneurs were initially met with rejection. 
And this is such a good example of, you know, if people turn you down, that's okay. You have to be strong. You have to have kind of really thick skin. That's where it's kind of an unsaid thing with being an entrepreneur because not everyone wants what you're cooking. You know, not everyone's a big fan of what you're selling. And that's totally fine because, you know, it's a free country. People could like it. They can dislike it. But you can't let negativity stop you from, you know, being true to your purpose. So to paraphrase, <laughs> Kareem, what you're saying is that drag queens are a great example of an entrepreneur because they follow their passion despite all the negativity in their way and all the other roadblocks. They find a way to identify their purpose put it all out there for anybody to see and they develop their own market and ultimately lots of people like them and it's a great example to see how there might have not been a great market for it 47 years ago but now it's successful to the point where people are winning Emmys for it. And if you're having a hard time kind of relating with what we're talking about, do me a favor, go seek out an open mic night and try to do maybe like five minutes of stand-up. Just go in front of a crowd and try to talk and just just try to be funny. You don't have to you don't have to spend money on makeup or dresses or anything. Just go and try to perform and tell me how that initial rejection feels like. And then you'll really have a And then take that rejection and do it 84 more times, and then you'll understand what it means to be an entrepreneur. Exactly. All right, guys, that was the end of yet another episode of Entrepreneurs. I'm Kareem, the realtor. I'm Daniel, the retailer. Please check us out on Instagram, Entrepreneurs Podcast, Twitter, Entrepreneurs PC, and at metigraphy.com or entrepreneurspodcast.com and subscribe. Oh, you can find us on iTunes. Oh, that's right. iTunes, guys. Also, uh, we'll be at Five Guys Burgers and Fries every Tuesday from four to five. That's not true. <laughs>